This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. I do have a guest that's going to dive into some things about solving problems for employers out there. Some small, but mostly mid-sized and large companies. I have... Annabelle Lopez, and she's going to share with us some insights. So Annabelle, can you please introduce yourself? Tell us how you got to where you're at today with the company you're running and um, a little background on yourself. Of course. Thank you. Glad to be here. So my name is Annabelle Lopez, and I'm the president and CEO of Cumberland Irving. Cumberland Irving is an IBM business partner, and we focus in a specific IBM product line called IBM Planning Analytics. So to give you the technical definition, IBM Planning Analytics is a business performance management software suite that is designed to implement uh, collaborative planning, budgeting, and forecasting solutions. It has interactive what-if scenario capabilities and analyses, as well as reporting. It is cloud-based. I've been using this product uh, before it became an IBM product, so it does go back quite a bit. I've been in the line of uh, financial planning and analysis, financial planning and analysis technologies for close to 20 years, and I've been working with the IBM line since IBM uh, purchased it from Cognos. Mm-hmm. So, for those that are in the field and they've used similar products, this is the old Cognos, what it has evolved into. By trade, I am a CPA and a PMP, and I just kept getting into those situations as a controller, as a director of data, as a director of financial planning and analyses. These type of positions were always putting me in situations where I depended a lot on data. I needed it to determine what I was doing that week, that quarter, that month, anything that I needed in order to do my job. So the more I got involved with data, the more I got involved with technology and the different uh, products that were available out there in order to gather and evaluate information. Walk us through, I know um, just one case study you do have on your website and everybody can go to the website, it'll be in the show notes that uh, can be reviewed is that we took a billion dollar company uh, or you took a billion dollar company and that was still using Excel for a lot of complex data. And I think that's phenomenal. And when we started our conversation before the call, multi-billion dollar company could essentially buy any software that they choose, essentially, um, and they were still using Excel. So can you actually walk us through that conversation with that piece? Like what, why were they just still doing Excel? And then what was the problem that made them start looking at other options? I know which one you're talking about. So in this particular situation, we were working with a very large distributing company. And I think their challenge was that over the years, they had grown because they had purchased a lot of other smaller uh, distribution companies. So what their their challenge and their issue was, as they kept on it, uh, acquiring more companies, those companies stayed in their basic operating system. The company was uh, in plan to go ahead and eventually incorporate everybody under the same umbrella using the exact same ERP systems, the exact same uh, software, POS, things that any, their CRM. But at the moment we were involved with them was because 
aggregating and collecting and doing a plan for so many smaller companies and getting that aggregation up in an accurate, efficient manner became a complete nightmare. Everybody lived off of Excel spreadsheet. And that's why normally I'd like to say, we will take you from Excel hell to information nirvana. So what we were tasked to do was find a way to incorporate the different operating systems that each of these smaller companies use, giving each of those companies the ability to still use their operating system, but at the corporate level, bring in a software application that would allow them to aggregate all of the P&L and allow for budgeting and planning. We actually came in and at the time, the product was called TM1, which is what we refer to now as IBM Planning Analytics. But by using planning analytics, we were able to give each organization and each company the ability to manage internally their operations the way they were used to. But by using the software tool, we were able to incorporate and transfer and translate accounts that meant one thing to one company and another to another. But at the, at the corporate level, it would be mapped into the ac accurate account. From an industry perspective, how like how many businesses are still like in the dark ages of this Excel world and and not either making a movement or or afraid to because they've been doing it for so long and the data so I mean I'm sure they got files beyond belief right and so they're afraid of getting rid of all that data so I mean how many businesses are still using this Excel formatting? You know that's a good question. I can tell you that quite a bit. I, I my answer to you would be quite a bit only because. Excel is a tool that you will never get away from accountants, financiers, anybody that deals with data, right? I myself use it every day to do ordinary tasks and things that I need to get done. However, there is a difference where you lose that ability to see granularity, efficiency, a lot of errors, where Excel is no longer a viable solution. So there are also a second frame of thought that to bring in a, uh, an FP&A product that's going to help you and help you move forward is an initial investment to it. So a lot of times uh, companies may actually think, I don't have the manpower. It's not like I have a department that's going to be handling this software. I do not have the budget to you know, bring in a software product from someone like IBM, because let's face it, the minute I say I'm an IBM business partner, a lot of small companies think I need an IT department, I need servers, I need backups, I need cybersecurity, I need all this stuff. What's nice about the product line that we work with is that it is cloud subscription. So it is hosted and all managed services are done by IBM. But taking that perspective into consideration and the perception of a lot of individuals, they would rather default to, hey, I have one guy or one girl, she sits or he sits there. And that's what they're doing for me all day long, which is the budget or the forecast. The other school of thought may be those individuals that feel they need to produce a budget and they don't need to do forecasting or they consider themselves small enough that they do not see the need for either a budget or forecast. So when a business finally gets to this turning point, I guess uh, you'll go through your process to uh, kind of move them from one mindset to another. But when you're trying to put all this stuff together, I could just picture a collide occurring between the manpower that's working on it, the mindset right. of the business, and then 
and then trying to put that data in there. And I and I guess what are some of the ways that these employers were are able to put that square peg in the round hole to make it kind of just move along the tracks to get back in the right order? Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what? That's a good question. I'm going to tell you, we always start with what we know. When we're talking about analytics, there are four stages of analytics. Two of them, which are the first two, are descriptive analytics and diagnostic analytics. Those two focus on the past, historicals. So I'm going to tell you the best starting point is to pull in your information from your history. I would also recommend you look at anywhere between three to four years of data, whether that is your revenue, whether that is your P&L, your profit and loss statement, or those are a focus on your expenditures. And then create those ratios, right? Go ahead and look at ratios on how the company has performed in the past so that you can actually use that information to be able to look forward. That's actually going to take you to the next two levels of analytics, which are forward thinking. That is like when you're creating a budget and the budget is your final destination. Now, like a GPS, for example, is the best way I can describe it. A GPS, when you put in where it is you wanna go to, it's going to give you different routes to get you there. Each route has a different time based on obstacles, construction, anything that is getting in the way of you reaching that final destination. Budgeting and forecasting is just the same way. The budget is the destination. The forecast is you routing the path to achieve those goals by using the different types of analytics. So by using the past, you can actually help project the steps or the routes you need to take to get to your final destination. So you kind of, obviously you walk them uh, through all that. Once you finally get to the end, right? So all the data is put in. And I know we talked about um, a, a couple of times about what you're doing and, and how it's enhancing the business's uh, efficiency and even productivity and therefore profits. And then we have this issue in business that we have tech stacks. How compatible is IBM working with other software of trying to input the data so they can completely eliminate or, or minimize the usage of Excel? Yeah. So with the product comes at a, uh, within the industry, we have the ability to use what is called an ETL tool. That stands for an extract transfer load. IBM Planning Analytics gives you the ability to go ahead and connect via an ODBO, an ODBC, text files, or manual entry via processes that will connect through a secure gateway to your ERP system or your, to your data warehouse and bring in that information. Once that information has been loaded, it then takes you through these different portals that would allow you to start entering information, evaluating, or contributing to different plans. It really is based on how the company operates. So with a lot of our clients, we sit down with you, we talk about your processes, and then we take those processes and actually apply them to your budgeting and forecasting process to assure that you are giving your end users the ability to step-by-step -step, uh, be able to interact and contribute to the plan without getting lost. If you own a business, Elite Benefits of America wants to remind you that health insurance open enrollments are either happening now or coming very quickly. And this is the time to review and implement a health care plan 
to make or keep you as the employer of choice. Deadlines for open enrollment range between November 1st and January 1st. Get ahead of the curve. The Small Business Special Enrollment Period, part of the Affordable Care Act, now allows employers with 49 employees and under to offer health benefits without contributing a dime to the employee plan. Help your employees save money on taxes with health insurance they're already paying for with their hard-earned dollars. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006. Going forward, especially with COVID and a lot of businesses going through a lot of changes going on, what do you see a lot of this business um, data processes? Is it, do you see it changing or is it just going to keep more moving to the direction that you've been trying to provide a solution for for the last 15 years or whatever it was that you started the company? I can tell you that since I've been working with the product, it has changed dramatically. I also feel that if you are currently a company who is not using algorithms, machine learning, AI uh, to help manage your data and your operations, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a question like most things, uh, a question on whether you should or shouldn't do it. It is basically planning on when is the right time for you to move towards it. You always have an option on going cloud-based or on-prem. So right now we do see a higher emphasis on those individuals that are looking for hosting environments where they can help mitigate risk by uh, providing a little bit more of that cybersecurity. But in most cases and with most of our clients, the need grows. It doesn't diminish. One of the final questions here uh, that it's really tough, um, and I know we, we talked about it before, because I just finished the 32 mile or I was supposed to do 50 and then I'm finishing 32, but you're an iron woman. And so much more impressive than my run. And so I know, and I was trying to remember where uh, you completed a couple of them, right? Arizona. Yes, I did. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I don't know, I'm going to tell you, I I think the toll on the body is about the same doing an ultra with it at 50 (laughs) miles, a hundred miles. Either mm-hmm. way, I know you start very early in the morning and you're, you know, you're running at night again. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. thank you so much for yeah. that. It was yeah. a great experience. And mm-hmm. I think it taught if it taught me anything is a long term discipline, as you know, mm-hmm. consistency and the ability that like technology, you may have to take a couple of step backs before you move forward. But at the end of the day, the goal is there and mm-hmm. you know what you need to do in order to reach it. Yeah. So, so we still have at least a half iron minute, uh, iron woman in you. Uh, you know what? It's funny. Cause I was going, I was registered this year for Muncie and I got scared when the news that cases started to come up. So who knows what the future holds? I love the sport and I'm, you know, it's really weird because the most people dislike the swimming part and that's my favorite part. So I always get a little bummed because I really find that after swimming, now the work starts. Uh, but uh, I love it. So yeah. I'm definitely going to go back out there. That's that's awesome. I've only done one half uh, Ironman unofficial on the lakefront, only to finish up with some beers. Um, and so <laughs> uh, no award, no nothing. And there was no time restraint, uh, which is probably the most positive thing out of the whole thing. But I know uh, a lot of people that run for beer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It definitely teaches a lot about life and business uh, and the endurance. And obviously you, you're all, you're also doing that for businesses and what you're doing. How do we put these companies and, and make them work more efficient in the endurance run? Because you and I know, 
Well, especially, I mean, I've only done that one triathlon, but uh, you're in the run after you've done the swim and, and the bike, it's got to keep working, right? And so, and if the processes aren't right and things aren't intact or you're depending on an old school technique, it could, it could be hard to fin- it uh, finish it out. Yeah. So definitely challenging. Yeah. So if, if businesses uh, like what they heard and they want to hear a little bit more, obviously it's very complex and it deserves a conversation. What's the best way that they can get a hold of you and how should they do that? Of course. Thank you. <laughs> so you can reach me at a Lopez at Cumberland mm-hmm. And if you're from Chicago, it's the two cross streets. Uh, for sure. For sure. There's always cross streets in, in Chicago. And then what I'll also do is I'll link um, on the show notes to your LinkedIn profile. They can obviously reach yes, out to you there uh, on a on professional level. And then if anybody's looking for more information about this product of analyzing data and moving it, make it more efficient and increase profits in the end, uh, they should definitely reach out to you. This has definitely been great. I appreciate you coming on the show. And I'm certain that some of the businesses that are listening to this will actually benefit from it. Thank you for your time. I do appreciate it.